going on, Rowdies? It's your boy, Pat Young, here locked in for another episode as we are on our way to the tournament, on our way to getting this thing going. But you are here right now on my podcast. Thanks to the Field of 68 Media Network, this is the Young and the Rowdies. So thankful for each and every one of you that's been tuning in every week. I'm so excited that it's finally that time, that college. What, what we love about college basketball is right now. Uh, so in this episode, I have someone that has actually played in a national championship game back in 2000. I, uh, his, his nickname was The Enforcer. I haven't spoken to him in such a long time, and it's awesome to get into a lot of different things. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, an emotional leader on the court, someone that has really, uh, through his tenure, one of Billy Donovan's first recruits in the first recruiting class. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So as I just said, it is time to get to our next guest, the enforcer, all the way from Fort Lauderdale, Major Parker. What's going on, my guy? How you doing? How you doing, Patrick? How you doing, man? I'm great. Man, Thanks. I'm doing Thanks well. Thanks for having I, me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an honor. You know, I got I to gotta be honest, bro. You, you are probably, the, out of everybody that I had on the show, the easiest person to get, just set it up. We set a date, set a time, and just... Everybody else has been like, yeah, 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 we, we'll get it done. Or, yeah, I'll get on the podcast. All right. Can you give me, like, a set time? Or, like, can you text me back? I understand. We've we grown now. People got stuff going on. But I really appreciate you doing that for me, man. Hey, that's because they didn't pay close attention to Tom Williams. Tom Williams taught, taught us all about the time management and everything. <laughs> hey, man, Tom Williams, he he – he he had to uh, get me get on me my freshman year. <laughs> he had, All of he, us. That's my guy, but he he had yes, to really get on me my freshman year. He had to because uh, I you know I came getting recruited, telling them you know my parents obviously the education was a huge part for me and and wanting to go to Florida and me just saying all the stuff that I'm a good student X Y Z whatever. But he set me up. He gave he gave me a seven thirty a.m. class. Come on, man. <laughs> he set me up, bro. And mm. you know, I couldn't I couldn't always hear my alarm. You know, <laughs> exactly. But, but he and I were able to figure it out. So uh, yeah, everybody here with Major Parker from from Fort Lauderdale, right? From Fort Lauderdale, yes. From Fort yes. Lauderdale, currently in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I'm so thankful that the weather is finally, it, this is the perfect weather for me right here. It's still sunny. It's sunny, but the weather's still cool, you know, cause we, we about to hit that summer and it's about to be slapping. <laughs> it's about to be scorching hot. I was telling, I was telling my, uh, one of my close friends the other day, I was like, it's a perfect day because it's one of those days where you could put on sweats, you could put on shorts, you know, it was one of those days. It didn't matter. It was, it was a perfect weather day. And then this morning when I woke up and I went outside, I didn't see a cloud in the sky. Yeah. Like it was beautiful down here. So it's a beautiful day. So, um, so Major, you know, you know a little bit about this podcast. We just get a chance to dive through everyone's journey that's gone through Florida basketball uh, from the beginning, where they started their basketball journey to, you know, where they are now, um, how we are all connected through this program and how what we've learned, the men that we've become, et cetera you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever it may be, and just how it's molded us. But let's start back from the beginning, brother. Let's start back, you know, how did basketball start with you growing up, your childhood? Basketball started with me as a child because I came up in a family where my dad and my uncle played basketball. My uh, my dad played 
basketball in every men's league around the city of Fort Lauderdale. Um, my uncle was fortunate enough to go play at Iowa State. So I, I watched my dad and my uncle play. And then growing up watching the, the guys from the neighborhood that played, you know, going to park to park, just always being in competition with other neighborhoods, other parks, other, you know, that's where it started at. It started at the park. And it, and it just, it's, it's funny how things come full circle because now I'm back at that same park doing the same thing to, with other kids that one of my coaches was doing with me. So it's excellent. You know, basketball has been a, uh, a vehicle for me. Basketball has taken me around the world uh, for free. You know, that's one of the things that's so great about it when you're committed to it. But my journey started here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, from Fort Lauderdale, you know, here in Fort Lauderdale, I went to uh, Cardinal Gibbons High School. Um, I believe, you know, Torian, Torian Green went to Gibbons for a little bit. And then from Gibbons, I went to University of Florida. Um, Florida was great. Got a chance to win a couple of championships, play for a national championship, meet some great people, develop some great relationships, play for um, what I consider the best coach in the world to me, Billy Donovan. Uh, just the things that he possesses from us as a player, then also as a man and a husband and, a, a, you know, a pillar in our community, teaching us so many different things. Uh, you know, basketball has been nothing but great, great and fantastic for me. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we def we're going we're gonna to dive into, into all that on this episode. So uh, yeah. before, we, before we fast forward, you know, when, you know, going in your, your journey, your upbringing with the ball, you know, who was someone that really helps you? Because, you know, we all probably grew up playing multiple sports. You know, I play, I was playing baseball, basketball, ran a little bit of track. I mm -hmm. swam for a year. You know, my dad yeah. used to me, he was playing a little bit of golf. I still play, and I wish I would have kept playing golf. <laughs> so my game, you know, when I'm going out there playing and stuff, so I could actually like be, you know, kicking people's butts. But, you know, what was, what was your, when did you figure out, was it always just basketball that you knew that hey, sweet path? Pat, it was always, it was always basketball. You know, that hashtag that they say now, ball is life. That was that was out for us in the in the in the early eighties, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, a basketball was always life, and it was a guy that was down here by the name of Melvin Randall. He is a um, he's he was the head coach at Ely High School. Now he's the head coach at Chaminade Madonna. I think he has the most. I think he has the most winning state championships as a coach as a high school head basketball coach in the state of Florida. Um, he was a guy that came from my neighborhood had the opportunity to go to Mercer University where he, um, where he excelled and got a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. And I remember um, when he, I, I wasn't old enough, but I just remember when he came back from playing ball, when it was all done, he became a, a coach. And when he became a coach, I was one of the kids that was around. And, um, you know, just everything that Mr. Roundell taught us, you know, it was, it was basketball, basketball yeah. in life, you know, Keep staying focused, staying on track, basketball, you know, that, that was the thing. So I never, I never ventured out with other sports just to say like uh, competitively, you know, I obviously growing up in South Florida, you're going to play some football, but I played street football. I didn't right, play oh, Tiger. Yeah. yeah. I didn't play any like, you know, football. exactly. Sideline pop, all of that. But I just never played football or anything else because I was just so indulged in basketball. Yeah. You know, my dad played, my uncle played, you know, I had Mr. Randall who had went away and played. Then it was guys that 
that that came before me in the neighborhood that played. So, you know, like I come from a neighborhood where Mitch Richmond grew up at, you know, from a city like Eddie Jones was down here as one of the guys. So it was, you was always trying to be the next one. So, you know, that was my, my mission was always try to be, you know, the best. Yeah. And, and represent and represent Broward County and Fort Lauderdale to the best of my ability. So that's, you know, that's the history of, you know, Major Parker and basketball. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, it, it goes to show you look at, you know, your high school um, career. You yeah. went down as, break, you know, breaking records in, the, in scoring, um, leading yeah. the team to, you know, at, at least minimum the Elite Eight every, every yeah. year that you were there. Yeah. Uh, I always ask these guys that, that, you know, that have been or had have been on this show, what moment for you did you realize like, dang, I'm like, I'm, one, I'm that guy. Or like, I, it's clicked for me that, um, you know, I'm not looking, we're not looking for someone else. Like when it comes down to it, coaches looking to me or like I have, you know, eyes are on me when I step in the gym, like, dang, he's a dog. Like that's, that dude, he's going to be tough. When did you, cause I think a lot of guys, um, that I've had on the show, they just talk about how they they had to come into that confidence because it's, it's no, it's you know, getting recruited and, and playing for Billy Donovan, that's not something that just happens. You know, you mm-hmm. it's something got to be something about you that uh, he's going to notice not only just the way you play but your character, the you know the way that you carry yourself. So you know, when when was it as a you know was it in middle school was it in high school that you were like all right you know what I got a really good chance to to do something with with this this gift I've been given. You know, you know what, Pat, it was probably for me, I was a, I was what you called a, uh, uh, I blossomed very early. You know, I, I was an early, I was, a, I, I was developed very, very early. Okay. So it came, it came for me at a young age, I would say about eighth, ninth grade. And I just remember being like, you know, that's when travel ball and AAU ball wasn't as huge, mm-hmm. but I just remember being picked on a travel team but everybody on the travel team was in the 11th grade going into their senior year. And I was only eighth grade, eighth grade or going into high school. And I just remember being on that team and I was able to contribute, you know, cause I'm on a team with, you know, this guy was an all American. This guy was that, this guy was this. And I was still, I was like this 13, 14 year old kid that was able to, you know, I'm out there banging with them. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. So at that moment, it was just like, hmm, I really may have a chance at, you know, at doing this, you know, seriously. And then when I, you know, when that next year, um, I was fortunate enough to go away to the ABCD camp, my ninth grade year going into my, my sophomore year. And I remember going away with myself, like Tracy McGrady, Brent Wright, Udonis Haslam, Teddy DuPay. It was a, it was a ton of Florida kids. And I remember, I remember us going, going to Teaneck, New Jersey. And this when Kobe was there, uh, Stephon Marbury, you know, Tim Thomas, Lamar Odom. It was, it was Kobe, you know, it was so many people there. But I just remember us leaving that camp as a clique of Florida guys where we were just known predominantly for football. But we walked away from that camp, you know, Keon Dooling, Clarence Gilbert, we walked away from that camp but all of us got some type of accolade. All of us was acknowledged in some type of way. And I'm not talking about like small acknowledgement. It was like huge acknowledgement. So it made me realize like, hmm, you know what? We're pretty good. You yeah. know, we can, we can do this, you know? And then I, I never forget, it was like 10th grade, man. And, you know, I don't mean to speed the process up, but I remember telling Brent Wright, I was like, Brent, 
I don't think I want to leave the state to go to college. I think I want to stay in state, bro, because I don't have to go to Kentucky to try to win a national championship. We're good enough right here. Yeah. You understand? So I remember thinking those things and having those and those visions as a young, as a young pup, you know, like ninth, tenth grade, dreaming of that vision, you know, watching the, the meat hooks and the Dan Crosses and all those guys. Yeah. You know, I remember that, bro. And it was just like, man, like I want to be a part of that. It, yeah. Not not only because it was just the Gators, because I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know a lot about the Gators. It was more of it because it was in Gainesville, Pat, and it wasn't too close to Fort Lauderdale or Miami. So I can get away and my family could come see me. But it was one of those things where I, I got I, I got a chance to get off the porch too, so be right. you know, and, and be my own kind of man. So I was always attracted to Gainesville. Like, yeah. dang, it's only five hours away. You understand? Then I had yeah. family in Ocala. I had family in Ocala, so it made things a lot easier. But um and the icing on the cake was when, you know, when the meat hook came down here and they played uh, UConn. And okay. I think it was the, the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. And they and they beat Donnie Marshall. I don't know if you remember Donnie Marshall, but uh -huh. Donnie Marshall was like this. He was he was an All-American, college All-American. He was everything for UConn. And meat hook and Dan Cross and those guys and the clerk and those guys, they gave it to him. And I remember saying, you know what? Maybe I want to go to the University of Florida. Maybe that's where I want to go. And, you know, Coach Donovan got the job and he came down and started recruiting us, man. And, you know, the rest was history. Yeah, they say, they say, you know, Coach Donovan was, you know, such a relentless recruiter. But, you know, that's that's such a, um, you know, going back to ABCD. Was that in Pennsylvania at the time? No, a ABCD, ABCD at the time, Pat, was in Teaneck, New Jersey. That's Teenage, where it was. New Jersey. Yeah, Tina, New Jersey. That's at. Yeah, that exactly, exactly. It's about, yeah, man, that was in like, that was 94, 95, or 95, 96 when it was okay. a Tina. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, it's yeah. crazy. Our stories line there uh, that I went to um, ABCD camp, but it was called Reebok All American. I think they had just, yeah. it was a lot, they just changed it the first, the only year that I went there. And that was a catalyst for my recruiting. I wasn't really getting recruited, wasn't on the, the map at all. But that's when I truly, like, started getting into my body yeah. and, like, dominating. And then after that after that camp, man, the recruiting just was – it was it was too much to handle, honestly. I wasn't – I wasn't – because I was still trying to be a kid at the time. Yeah. I was still uh, just enjoying, you know, the game. I'm not – I'm not – I wasn't at that point where, you know, a lot of these kids these days – uh, and I hate to say it, they're getting, they just want to get uh, get an offer from a school without any intention mm -hmm. of going there. Just to say like, you know, I'm, I got offered by this, this school offer me or whatever without any like, and it's like, dang, these grown men, these coaches are like putting everything they have into this recruiting stuff, you know? So yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely changed a lot. So what was, when you first started getting recruited, you know, I, we're getting to Coach Donovan, but what mm -hmm. was what was that, per, that that process for you? Like when the letters started coming in of the calls, you know, how, how it, it's, it's one of those things, Pat, like in the beginning, like you said, you're like, I'm not getting recruited. I want to be recruited. And then when it started happening, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just, you know, uh, it's, it's overbearing. Like you get, you, you really get, for better lack of words, you get tired of it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you, you get tired of it. You get tired of, and then I was brought up in a house, a household where I was raised by my grandparents and it was, it was they were huge on respect. So, I had to answer the phone. I had to take the call. You know, I had, you know, so it was one of those things like, 
where my where, where my other friends are like, hey, coach such and such called. I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up. But when everybody called me, Pat, I had to pick up because that's the way I was raised. Yeah. You know, my grandmother was like, somebody's calling you, you pick them up. You pick up the phone, you answer the phone, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, and all of that. So I went through the entire process with every single coach. And I remember feeling bad when I had to, you know, combine, combine it and break it down to my five because I didn't want to tell the other coaches that, you know, I'm, I'm not interested or I'm not going. And then when I got to the five, it was like, oh, now I got to do this. Yeah. But this is what I'm going to say. Coach Anthony Graham, he made it very comfortable for me in the recruiting process. It was, it was a thing where I know because I remember when Mr. Foley, he had hired Coach Donovan. Coach Donovan came down, and the first trip he made was to Fort Lauderdale to come see me. That was enough right there, Pat. I didn't tell him, but that was enough. You understand? <laughs> that, it was, that was enough. You know, that was enough. But Coach Grant was the one educating me on how to handle the recruiting process. Never talking down on another university or another coach. Yeah. Just always major. Make sure you be professional. Make sure you handle the kind of the same thing I was hearing in the house, but it was being reiterated by Coach Grant. Right. And that really helped me out in that recruiting process. But yeah. It was overbearing. It was, I was so happy. Like, man, I committed early. Like, right. I didn't much wait till like the signing day and all this. I just wanted to get it over with because I wanted to focus on my senior year. I had already passed my SAT. My ACT scores were great. My my GPA was great. So I wanted to get everything out of the way and and just enjoy my senior year. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Me. Me too. When it came to uh, just that recruiting process being overwhelming, I, I committed after my sophomore year that summer, um, mm-hmm. or going in the beginning, the beginning of um, that season, uh, the college basketball season. Because I remember I, I uh, Shaka Smart was recruiting me, and mm-hmm. I, I had come down on a few unofficial visits. I remember. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even talk to my. I didn't even tell my parents. It was after a game. Sitting in there in the office with Coach Donovan, my parents there, and I was just like, you know what, Coach, I want to commit. I'm committed to Florida right now. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, it's just like it, it was like, what was I waiting for? Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's what's what's sad is uh, I don't know, it's sad, but I've heard nothing but fantastic things about Coach Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. I never got a chance to really sit down and talk with him. I hope I can get him on the show. I know he's doing mm-hmm. fantastic over there at Dayton. Um, fantastic last year. I don't know if they're doing as well this season. But I've heard nothing but fantastic things about about Coach Grant. It's not a surprise yeah. that he would be part of Coach Donovan's tight knit circle. But um, really, it, you know, we got a chance to beat up on him a few times. He was, over, <laughs> he was over at Alabama. That's uh, right. He was at Alabama when you was there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. He was over yeah. at Alabama. He went. He went from yeah. um, uh, VCU to Alabama. Yeah, to, uh, went, OKC. Went OKC, OKC with Coach Donovan, and then I think he went to uh, Dayton. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, nothing but fantastic things about him. Um, so during your, you, you kind of just gave it away when he came <laughs> to Coach Donovan, um, when he came down, you were in that first recruiting class mm-hmm. um, of, under Coach Donovan. What was, was it like, you know, he, it, you know, did he have to really sell himself um, to, to get you, but you, you kind of already knew, like you wanted to be, stay in Florida, as you said, come from that camp, you know, the guy, the guys probably that were already committed before you. I think Teddy Dupay was, was the first recruit, uh, 
that Coach Donovan ever had, I think, that signed. Um, like, was there was there something about him that just stood out that from from the others? All right, let me correct. Let me get a little history lesson, okay? Let me get a history lesson. Give it to All me. All right. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Dupay was the first verbal commitment. Okay. You're talking to the ver the very first commitment. I'm Let's the go. very first committed. Okay. I, I started this race. That's what's <laughs> and up. I'm, and I'm saying it very humbly. I started this race. But um, it wasn't a huge selling point with Coach Donovan. Like I said, it was more of Coach Grant and then myself and Brent Wright. Like, Brent and I have been knowing each other since eighth and ninth grade, Pat. And he played at Miami High. I played at Cardinal Gibbons. And we always went to war against each other. And one of the things was, man, what, what if we played together? Yeah. What if our toughness came together? What if our leadership qualities came together? And um, I remember telling Brent through the recruiting process, I was like, Brent, I'm going to Florida. And he was just like, MP, I'm going to Florida. You yeah, know? So, nah, so it was like, you know, that was the thing, man. It was like, I think I, I think I committed one day and then the next day Brent committed. Yeah. And um, that was, it was, Pat, it was more about representing the state of Florida. Yeah. And changing the perspective of us being only football in the state. And yeah. that goes for Miami, Florida State, USF, UCF. We wanted to make sure that, you know, Brent, I think Brent could have went anywhere in America. You know, I had several places I could have went. But Florida was one of those things was like, man, we home. It's not too far away. Coach Donovan, he, he seems to be great because you don't know until you get there. You have to be real. You know, he, 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 you know, he seems to be great. Coach, Coach Grant was a, was a Miami High guy. You know, he was from Miami High. Um, I remember hearing stories about Coach Grant when he was in high school. So that was familiar. And um, it was just Florida was a perfect fit. I just felt like it was, a, it, was a, it was the right fit. And then after that, you know, we had Udonis. And, uh, you know, that's when the Mike Miller, Udonis and Mike Miller and Teddy DuPay class came. You know, so it was that was a huge catch for us. And, and you know, Eddie Shannon was already there, who yeah. was the Florida guy who was from Palm Beach, who was way before his time. Let me say that Eddie was a ball player that was before his time. Like he could still play like the way they play today is the way that, you know, Eddie played back when we, when we played. As that guards. reminds me of, of, Te of Teddy, Teddy DuPay. Yeah, looking at, exactly. looking at his game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The same, the same thing, man. So. It's like, you already have Florida guys there. Teddy and I, like myself, Brent, Teddy, um, we all played on the same travel team. So it was like, man, every year we're top five in the country in travel yeah. basketball. So why, why would we break this, this, this up? Right. Why would we do that? And it was just, it, it, and we love to compete. Like Teddy's a competitor. You understand? Oh, Teddy loves to compete. He wants you to know, win in everything. Everything. Brent loves to compete. I love to compete. Uh, Udonis loved to compete. You know, that was the whole, everything's competition with us to this day, yeah. to this day. Like Teddy's training kids. I'm counting how many kids he got in the gym because I'm trying to get more kids in the gym than he got. <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping it, you know, it, it's the competition, but yeah. the competition is what made us so different and set right. us apart. But so, that's what you want. You know, when you, when you look yeah. at, 
I, I think, and you you can attest to it better than I can because you're you're more involved with with kids and and coaching and in that aspect. But it just seems like a lot sometimes kids are afraid to be competitive, are afraid to you know there's there, there might be one kid that stands out, um, and he might be afraid to just you know quote unquote step on everybody's throats, you know mm-hmm. be that killer because that's that's not that's going to help you keep have that mamba mentality that every time I step on the court. You know, we can be friends after the after this, but like we're playing a game. I'm playing this game to win. So, so if I'm better than you, I'm going to win. And mm-hmm. your response needs to be like, oh, it should. As a, you know, as, if you're losing, I need to get better. Look how good he's getting. I need to get better so I can beat him. And that's going to continue to elevate. But a lot of times, it's just like, oh no, I don't need to. You know, I don't want them to think that I'm just trying to be better than everybody or or I'm afraid to, to shoot the shots or whatever, do this. And it's like, nah, like you're, you're taking away from your potential for one, and you're hurting, and you're hurting, creating a bad message, a bad narrative about the world. Because if you can excel at something, go be the best at it, right? Go be, go, you know, Pat. that's gonna raise, that's gonna raise everybody else's level. Pat, just, just picture this brother. See, you was an all American, you was everything. You was everything coming out, coming out, okay? Now, myself and Brent Wright, yeah, we was Mr. Florida or whatever, but just you on now we're on a team where it's all McDonald's All Americans. Mm. You understand? <laughs> Everybody is USA Today this, USA Today that. Donnell Harvey is the number one player in the country. You understand? Mike Miller is the number one player in the country. Teddy Dupay can shoot the ball from half court. Ladarius Halton is being compared to the Nace, to Michael Jordan at the time. Kenyon Weeks shoot the ball like, like yeah. a machine. You understand? Yeah. So you t- you got Jason Williams, White Chocolate, who you never heard of, but you know damn well this guy's a first-round draft pick from the minute you step on the floor with him. So when you're seeing all this talent and you're seeing all of this, I revert back to the part that I grew up on that taught me my competitiveness, yeah. my toughness. You understand? So... In today's world with kids, they run away from that. They are, they are afraid to embrace the competitiveness. They are afraid to embrace that. You know what? Pat, Patrick may be better than me today, but is he going to be better than me tomorrow? You understand? They, they're, they're afraid of that. That's what I think. And that was the thing that made us so special with that group that I played on at UF. We were five in, five out. On any given night, Anybody could have went for 20. I think Mike Miller was our leading – no, Udonis was our leading scorer, and he averaged, like, 13 and a half points. You know, so it's just it's, – it's, it's, it's different. It's different, but I'm not here to bash the differentness of it because I understand it, but it's just different, man. It's yeah. different now. Guys are more about self. Yeah. Guys are – um. When I play, you know, we we really sacrifice for each other. Like literally, Pat, we would go in the in the locker room, and you guys did this too. You know how it is after the game. Everybody grabbing that stat sheet, looking at that stat sheet. Like literally, you know, what we used to look at, man, how many shot attempts? Who who got this? The most shot attempts would be ten, Pat. You know, like Mike may shoot the ball thirteen times. We talking about Mike Miller. Shooting the ball, you understand? Udonis may only shoot the ball eight times. So 
we were that competitive where it's like, say we came in there and Mike shot the ball 17 times or something. We're like, ho, ho, Mike, you got to cut that. You got to cut that out. <laughs> you got to cut that out, bro. Like, uh-uh. You know, our Teddy, Teddy don't jacked up a couple of, nah, Teddy, hold up. You know, you had a good shot, but Teddy, Justin Hamilton was open for a better shot. You know, we held each other accountable in those things, bro. That's so, tough to get to that level, though, to, to, to you know, it takes, it takes, you know, and we're going to get into that, you know, stay, staying in that, that realm, Coach Donovan being able to cultivate that environment around such great players day every day in practice and and mm -hmm. i already know man from from experience how he really just continued to help us embrace loving each other and loving that competitive nature and um in the minds you know defensively don't let the next man down you know do your job mm -hmm. so and do your job well you should know exactly where you need to be um exactly on the rotations because if you don't you're letting somebody else down like if you if so what if your man doesn't score were you in your right position? Did you jump to the ball? Were you at the white line? Did you, whatever it may be, to help? Because it's, it's all about help defense and making making your defense seem bigger than it is, you know? And uh, for that for that split second, when a, guard, when a guy says he's coming off a screen floppy set, we yeah. had uh, Coach Pelfrey told us six hands to the ball. Yeah. Like, as soon as you come around, like that guard, he's coming off, he thinks he might have a shot. The, the the dude the ball came from I'm jumping I'm jumping I'm showing him my hands then the guy chasing showing the hands the big man is showing his hands. so he literally gets the ball for a second and he thinks oh I might have a shot and he sees suffocation he said oh I got three on me let me get the ball up yes and that was our defensive mindset that every time even in oh man I loved I loved actually whenever a big guy would get the ball in the post because mm -hmm. we would trap, we trapped as soon as he touched the ball, the ball was in his hands. You ain't got nothing, bro. <laughs> because look, we know as ball players, the average big man, he gonna turn it over. Turn it over, yep. Or make a bad pass. Yeah. Are you gonna get a deflection on it, which is gonna cause a bad pass? So it's all about that unit, that unit working as one. And that was the thing that that they were so great at. And I hear you say John Pelfrey because Pell was one of my coaches. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. And, you was, know, he, was, time, he, was he was he was he the same? Or hey, no, it, it's like it, it's funny. It's funny because you know uh, Pell was like sort of the baby of the crew. You okay. know when when he coached us and he could still hoop, he could still play. Okay. Like Pell, Pell is legit. Like Pell is a bucket. Still can't play no bucket. defense. Yeah, that's it, for me to hear you say him say. For me to hear you say that he said put six hands. Like, yeah, Pell needed six hands to guard somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so I know that's true. I know that's true. But that's what I'm talking about. See, you you got a chance to to learn from those from those guys. You know, Pell, man, I don't know if you know Pell's career, but Pell played at Kentucky where it was he had a, you know, he was part of that crew that was on probation and they came back and, you know, they made a lot of things happen. Unfortunately, you know, they lost a big game in the, in the tournament by Christian Leitner shot. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, Pell was a, a big component, big instrument in turning that Kentucky program around oh, yeah. and getting Coach it back Pell on track. Was, Coach John Pelfer is, was, I know he was a bucket, but I always yeah. thought it was so funny. I'm like, how much, how much emphasis he was on, like getting on us about defense. And I loved it. I loved, you know, as a coach, you know, the X's and O's. But I want to be like, Coach Pell, listen, man, I know you couldn't guard a soul when you was playing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know you mm -hmm. was a, I know you were a bucket, <laughs> but I know you can't play no defense. So you got to give me 
or something. Give us a break. <laughs> break. Like, nah, nah I, I'm with you on that. But see, what you got to realize, though, Pat, you know, for example, your weakest part of your game that you personally, I bet you can teach that better than your strongest part of your game. Yeah. Because you know all your deficiencies that happen that cause that weakest part of your game. That's true. So, so Pell, as bad as defensive player he was, he know all of the tricks. Yeah. He know all of the lazy man trades. You understand? <laughs> he know it because he wasn't a great defensive player. Right. So he knew what to do in order to be a great defensive player. Man, he knew crazy. what not to do. He just it's crazy being, you know, not even if you don't have the, the quickest feet, just mm -hmm. being able to know the right positions to be in can go a long way on, on defense. Yes. But, you know, I want I want to get into some stories because okay. I know you got I know you got plenty of them about your, your, <laughs> your time there. Yeah. Um, you know, well, first off, let's get let's get to your freshman year experience. You know, when, when you find you got there as a freshman, um, 97, 98 season. Mm -hmm. um, what was what was that experience like? What was Coach Donovan like? Your teammates? What did you expect? Um, you know, what did you? Well, what, what was what exceeded your expectations? What was like? You know, getting the life life outside of basketball, all those things was the, the, the life the yeah. life of college exceeded my expectations. You know, coming from Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, coming from a city, you think like, okay, I'm prepared for this. You know, I'm, I'm prepared for this. You know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lose any train of thought. I'm going to be focused. You know, it's not, college not going to throw me off because I'm from the city. I'm used to the fast life. I'm used to things moving fast. I'll be fine. Those are lies. Those are <laughs> lies. It's nothing like Gainesville, bro. Nothing. You understand? So like my freshman year, it was just like, you know, I remember Brent and myself, we were just like, man, it's a party every night. We got to make a decision. Do we want to go to the party or do we want to go to the gym? You know, it like we got, you got Tom Williams on your back because you got a summer B class that you're taking. So you're getting acclimated into like, you know, the summer courses and all of that. But you got to be there. Like you said, you got a 730 class, you, you know, but you want to go to the party tonight. So it. You know, those were the things that we struck that I would say I kind of struggle with. But as far as the the work pack, you know, I love to work. I always yeah. work. You know, uh, being in being in the gym, working, getting, you know, doing my best to get better. That that was that that wasn't our problem. That was our issue. You know, our issue was, man, we gonna go in the gym and go so damn hard till we we gotta go celebrate something. You yeah, know? I feel so, that. I feel yeah, that. <laughs> you know, so so. That was the thing. And then secondly, it was just being, being on your own, being away from home. You know, no, not hearing mom telling you, you up, uh, you know, just, you know, just doing everything independently. Yep. That was, that, that was something that was huge. It was huge. But once again, I thank Brent, I thank Brent Wright because we always had each other's back. Like if Brent had a 7.30 class, and he wasn't up and I jumped up, I'm gonna make sure I get him up. I'm not just gonna leave the room and leave him out there dry. You understand? And it was vice versa. Uh, yeah. If I was slacking one day in practice or whatever, Brent gonna get on my, he gonna get on my butt. And that's vice versa. I'm gonna get on him because we had a standard to uphold. Yeah. You know, coming from South Florida, you know, uh, being Billy Donovan's first recruits, all of that. We had something to uphold, and the yeah. thing that we, the thing that we wanted to always, like Coach said, the thing that you can control is how hard you go. 
you can always control that, you know, no matter what, that's up to you, how hard you want to go. Right. So the thing that was my freshman year was mostly about, you know, the hardest part was just the time management, man. I'm being yeah. honest oh, yeah. with, you know, you know, understanding if something starts at seven 30, you need to be there at seven 15, you know, not trying to be there at seven 28, <laughs> you know, you know, so it, it don't work. We all way, guilty you know? of it for sure. Yeah. We all guilty of it, you know? So, that was the biggest thing, man. And then just the structure, the structure and the discipline was huge, you know, because Billy, Billy demanded so much. Yep. He, you know, it, it, it was basketball. It was, it was school and basketball, you know, it was school and basketball. And I always tell guys, man, and I remember I told Kenny Borton this when he was in high school. I told KB this. I was like, KB, man, I know all these schools recruiting you and you go anywhere in the country. But if you want to go somewhere and learn the game of basketball, learn it and be great at it, like understanding how the game really goes, go play for Billy Donald. Like you're going to learn how to play basketball. You're yeah. going to you, you're really going to learn. And that and that's going to help you in your career, because if you look at the guys that came from my program that had a chance to go off and play in leagues and play like they are playing extended years. Yeah. Absolutely. And that has, and I think, and I really believe Pat that has a lot to do with coach Donovan and the staff that we was around and who we oh, learned yeah. from in that, because the things that we went through brother in those trenches and the, and, and the film sessions and the breaking down of you mentally and you learning to love your brother next to you yeah. and the sacrifice and all that, it all plays a part in what you're doing right now. I know it, you know, Going, going, piggybacking off of that, mm -hmm. um, we don't, we don't get to that understanding, you know, that mindset right away. Sometimes there's a, the word that a lot of people don't like, a process. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Coach Donovan got to get on you a few times. Was there, you know, in that freshman year, that transition when maybe you're trying to figure, still trying to figure things out, time management, et cetera. You know, is there a story? Because I, I can think of plenty of times Coach Donovan had to get on me, kick me out of practice, et cetera, when he had freshman. to really humble Listen, you. Freshman year, freshman year, we're at Kentucky. Kentucky is ranked in the nation. They're like, as usual, they're like top five in the nation. This is my freshman year. White, Jason Williams with us, Kenyon, um, Eddie Shannon, myself, Brent Wright, Damon Maddox, like <clears throat> Greg Christel. Um, we go to Kentucky and we had loss earlier that year to Kentucky at home because you do the home, you know, one home and home and away. Mm -hmm. And this was a televised game. I'm talking about two o'clock Sunday game. Everybody at home in Fort Lauderdale watching this game, Pat. Everybody. So Brent and I, we the freshmen. We out there. We're in Rupp Arena, first time. Which, let me say this, Rupp Arena is the easiest place to play. It's overrated to me. Like, they... They only get loud when the game get excited. That's the only time. If you do it, you go in there and handle your business, they're going to be quiet. Yeah. Whatever. But we in Rupp Arena. It's, it's rocking, man. Jay Will, Jay Will, Jason Williams is putting on a show. I mean, he is, him and Kenyon is, him, him and Kenyon Weeks is putting on the show. And Billy calls a set. And I think the play before he called a set, Brent had messed up defensively. And then it came down, he called a set on the offensive end and I got the ball and I just abandoned this, the set. Like I ripped through baseline. Yeah. I broke the plate. I ripped through baseline. Pat, they, 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 yeah. Hey, Pat, they, oh. they are there. Hey, they, there in the, uh, 
and help side defense, please charge. I get a charge. So now next thing you know, and buzzer. We, me and Brent getting subbed out. So you know this. Every time when you come out of the game, if you play for Billy Donovan, there's a chair between him and the coach so they can sit you down, critique you on what you went through, you know, what happened, and then you get your stuff and you walk down to your spot on the bench, right? Right. This particular time, me and Brent got subbed out. We looking for our chair to go for Coach Pell or Coach Grant to talk to us and tell us X, Y, and Z, what we did wrong, what was going on. Billy say, no, go to the end of the bench. So I'm, I look at Brent, Brent look at me. So I'm like, all right. So we go to the end of the bench. So now, you know, the camera's right there. Like, it's right there by the bench. So Billy, he leans over. Me and Brent are sitting on the end of the bench. He leans over. And he puts his hand over his mouth like this. And he says to Brent and myself, he says, you guys have to be two of the sorriest MFers I ever recruited. Hey, Pat. Now, it's two things that can happen now. You can sink or you can swim. Yep. You understand? Yep. And the only reason Billy Donovan came at Brent and myself like that because he knew what we was made of. Yeah, he knew that he probably couldn't come at another guy. He knew what that was going to do for me and Brent. Right. And I remember saying to myself, like, man, this guy crazy. Did he just say this on national TV? Like, we playing Kentucky. And I remember saying, Brent, hey, Brent, we got to prove him wrong. It was never one of those things like, man, I'm transferring. Man, I want to leave. It was always one of those things like, we got to prove him wrong. Right. We got to prove, hey, guys, we got to, hey, coach being an asshole today. Like, we got to prove him wrong. Like, he, he just coming there like with a chip on his shoulder. I'd be like, man, what's wrong, man? We got to talk to Christine. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but that was his way, bro. That was his way of making us come like this. Yeah. Like, we we love coach, but we would die for each other. You understand? Yeah. So that was his whole mind game of, let me get these, because he knew Brent and I, man, we could lead, we, me and Brent could lead that team to destruction, or we could lead it to the correct way. So he knew that he had to get us on one, on one page and had to get us together. Yeah. And I appreciate coach for that because, what it taught me, man, it taught me, taught me tough love. It taught me, it taught me how to deal with adversity when things not going, going my way. But I'm, I'm not going to get it. I know you got other questions, but that's nah, that a story. Nah, nah, that, that, was, a story. that was, man, yeah, that was... that's a story, man. Coming, you know, I never forget that, but he never had to say that again. Yeah. You know, we never had those issues again because we understood, we understood from that point on. Yeah, it's it's amazing how you say that that uh, you can sink or swim in that moment. You can say, you know, obviously emotions are high, and there's a lot mm -hmm. behind that game. And we, you know, we look at masculinity in that time, our competitive nature. The coach mm -hmm. Donovan didn't mean it in that, no. that way, but whatever, whatever, you know, that's why coaches got to be so dynamic. You know, you already know being coach, being a coach is tough. You got to be dynamic. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to really light a fire under somebody to get them to look in the mirror. And be like, what? What? What he just said to us? What? Are we about we about to prove him wrong? Like we whatever. And and that if that you know sometimes you do need to break down, talk to guys, and get them on the same. Sometimes you just got to get on them hard. Coach Diamond, he he has a really good balance. And what I love about him is that I guarantee you, you know, the next day it was like forgiveness. Everything is on. Like it's it's just like you move past it. 
It's it's not bro, it, it was no he ain't holding on to this. Bro, it's, it was like moved it was, on, it was, it was it. like I love him. Man, it was like it was like your dad, bro. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like deep down inside, this is what people have to realize, especially fans and the media and all that. As ball players and, and also as coaches, like we're all in this together. Like you're with your team majority of the time. So Coach Donovan, um, your teammates, they know Pat. Like they know Pat. They yeah. know when something's going on with Pat. They know when Thanks. Pat's trying to hide something. Like they know when something's going on. And so with Billy, Billy knew like with Brent and myself, bro, we can take anything. We not going to break. You understand? Like, okay, go run through that brick wall. Run through the brick wall. Come back with a brick. What's up, Coach? What else? You <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's, it's that was that was our that was our motto, bro. That's how we built things. You know, like Brent lost. I don't. Brent probably lost five games in high school total. I lost less than fourteen games total in high school. So you're talking about understanding sacrifice. Yeah. Understanding team. So we, we came from that. We understood that. And Billy knew that we understood that because he recruited us. So whenever we got out of character of that, he knew how to get us back in place of that. That's why, that's why the recruiting process is so important in the sense of, you know, is that coach, can I ask, is this coach really authentic, being authentic? Yes. Is, is he is he being the you know hopefully is he just blowing smoke up my butt or is he um you know truly telling me what I don't want to hear you know mm -hmm. as far as being real being courageously truthful to me of like you know instead of just trying to make me you know be happy that he's going to tell me all these great things because the way that they're going to recruit you it might shift when you get there and you know maybe it is going to it's always going to shift because they're actually finally coaching you but is is it is he aligning his actions as a coach to the vision that he instilled in you when he was recruiting you? You know, and, saying, you know, is that that's that's so important, bro? I remember, I remember one time Mike Miller had a bad game or a bad practice. I don't know which one it was, but coach went down the line. He was he was he was giving it to all of us. But I remember specifically what he said to Mike. His thing was, <laughs> he said. And you, Mike Miller, they say you're a lottery pick. I can't tell. You look like a, a scratch-off ticket that I could go buy at the, at the gas station. You understand? <laughs> and I remember sitting there like, yo, he just said that to Mike. <laughs> like, Mike 6'9", skating with the ball. <laughs> shooting, shooting, shooting the laces off this thing. But... Coach always held everybody accountable, Pat. And I know you got it. You understand? Oh, man. Yeah. Bro. That's what I'm saying. So, but that's what you appreciated. Coach. Not in that time. Not oh, right nah. now in that time. But oh, nah. that's what you appreciated, man. Man. Matt Bonner. Do you understand how bad Matt Bonner used to get it? Oh, no. Nah. Let me get oh, let me hear. Matt Bonner the, used to get it good. The, the Red Rocket, what they call it. Oh, Matt Bonner. You got to stand. Matt Bonner had to go up against Donnell Harvey, Brent Wright, Udonis Haslam every day. Every day, Pat. <laughs> every day. Them feet, them feet of his, as fast as they can, they, they ain't catching up with all that athleticism. No, no, man. But that's why Bonbon played so long he played. Right. You understand? He went through that. He didn't give up. When most guys these days, they got a Brent Wright, a Udonis Haslam, a, a Donnell Harvey. 
in front of them, they out of there. The first, they not making it through the first semester. No, yeah. I'm not staying here. I'm only playing 12 minutes a game. No, I'm not waiting my turn. I'm not going to develop. But then you wonder why guys get to the league early and now it's over. Yeah. And now it's this. Because they never went through those, pro- like you said, the process. Oh, yeah. And it's you already know, process, it's a bit, when, you, when you take that jump to be a professional, it's, it's, it's different. It yeah. is, it is uh, you know, getting fined, getting cut, getting traded, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. It's, it's none of that putting up with you. It's, it's yeah. business at this point. But, yeah, um, you know, through your, through your career, and, and speaking of Brent, I hope um, when we, you can help me set up getting him on the show. I would That's love, you, I would love for you to co-host. Done, done, love for you done. to co-host that one with me. Your old, okay. your buddy. That, gotcha. that, that, that would be awesome. Um, gotcha. So in your, in your tenure, you had the blessing of playing for a national championship, mm-hmm. you know, building up into that from your freshman year to that, you know, in 2000 national championship uh, is a, is a multi-level question. You know, did you, first off, did you guys envision that you could do it? Did you really truly, I'm, I know, I know the answer is already yes, but uh, you know, what was that process and, and that built that confidence and then you got to tell us what was it like playing? You know, you started that game. What was it like playing in a national championship game? I didn't get hey, to it, it. It was it was Pat. Let me say, like building up to that, man. I mean, first of all, the strength and conditioning part of the program is so vital because when you're back against the wall, you're down by ten with two minutes to go. You're not thinking about X and O's. You're thinking about pushing that three fifty. <gasps> That 315 <gasps> off your chest. You're thinking about that last suicide. You're thinking about you're thinking about that guy pushing in your back to make that last drill. You, all that comes, all the strength and conditioning comes into play. And we had a great strength and conditioning coach that instilled Rob Glass was there my freshman year. And when I say, man, Rob was more of a football guy than a basketball guy, but it's just the toughness that he put in us. Yeah. Like the no quit. Like to see you, Donis Haslam, break down. Wow. The 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 one of the toughest guys I know, break down. You know, it's like it's real. It's real, man. And those are the moments that build and helped us get ready for the national championship. You understand those yeah. things. Those those are the things that 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 helped us get over those humps. That that uh, kept us together, all of that. So that 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 played that played a very important role in that. And then just going to the national championship, man. Like I said, I grew up and I watched the Meat Hook and Dan Cross and Andrew the Clerk. I seen them go to the Final Four, Pat. I seen them play against the Dukes. I seen this, you know, and I saw them lost and I saw them lose in the in the Final Four. And I just always remember, and I used to say to Brent all the time, bro, we got to get to the championship. We got to win, you know? So that was, that was very, very important. And then when we got there, it's, it's like when you're in the tournament, it's like a, excuse me for a second. Kalani, please. It's all good. We get too well. We can edit everything. We get, sure, baby, that's why we got wait, a producer. Dad, daddy's, daddy's, on, daddy's on the phone. Let me use it, okay? Go upstairs. Go upstairs. Go upstairs, please. <laughs> Let me finish. Go upstairs. We're almost, we're not too. We don't have too much longer. Go upstairs, please, please. 
I promise I'll come play with you and your dolls in a second. Please, just go upstairs. We're almost done. All right. <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, um, but yeah. Man, um, yeah, making it to that national championship, bro, yeah. it, was, it was a feeling that, that it all was worth it. It was all, all the sacrifice, all, the, all of the being told you, you was this, you was that. Right. You know, Mike, you know, you know that Mike Miller hit a huge shot against Butler that year. The carry. Oh, yeah, I remember. You understand? Yeah, Mike yeah. hit a huge shot, man. And, and the crazy part about it, Teddy had never admitted it, but Teddy got the assist for that. But the only reason Teddy got the assist because his butt tripped over his feet. He was going to shoot the ball. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> but, but it's just, you know how it is, Pat. It's those little things like that that can change the whole perspective of yeah. everything, man. Like, we went to Hawaii that year. That year, we made it to the Final Four. We went and played in Hawaii. And we were, like, number three in the nation, bro. And we got smacked by Purdue. Purdue smacked us. And it was such a humbling experience. Because, you know, we was like, we had the number one recruiting class. It was this, it was that. Brett Nelson. You know, it was, we was, we was live and popping. But we got, we went to, we went to Hawaii, got smacked. And it was, and the team kind of fell apart. It was like, it was a lot of selfishness going on. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of pointing the fingers and, you know, this and that. And we, and then, I'm not going to lie, me and Brent, we was being rebellious. You understand? We were just, you know, we was just being rebellious. And, and man, to see a team go from that to where we made it. Yeah. You know, it it was just it was the grace of God. It was through God, man, because we went through a lot of stuff that year, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of personal stuff from the coaching staff. Uh, it was just a whole lot of stuff that brought us together. And then when Mike hit that shot, it was just like, "Hey, man, we don't care. It don't matter. It don't matter, bro. It don't matter. We good. Like it don't matter, man. Like Dave Clue was a walk on. Dave, man, you want to score twenty, you can score twenty, bro. It don't matter. You understand?" Right. Like whoever get off, you get off. As long as we, as long as we as win and advance, yeah. That's that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest yeah. thing, man. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. So like that, it, it, it was it was a huge accomplishment. I think it was a it was a great thing that for Coach Donovan and his and his coaching staff, right? You know, um, Billy. Especially, you know, especially <laughs> you know, you know, he 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 inherited the program after Lon Kruger was getting you know the schools under investigation. Yeah, he, Donovan was told not to take the job. Patino, yeah. Rick Patino told him, "Do not take the job at Florida." And you know, Coach Donovan being the one, uh, I mean, his great relationship with Jeremy Foley, uh, yeah. they won. They saw, had a vision um, yeah. for what the program because he just he just wants it so much, and he he just he just not in a way. And what I love about Coach Donovan is never about cutting corners. No, never, no, ever, ever about cutting corners. No. It's about staying present in the moment and doing the work, do, doing, going through the process. Um, do you remember what he said to you guys before that game? Because I, you know, I never got that experience going into the the, the championship game. Yeah, do you by chance remember that, <clears throat> bro? It was just going into that game. We, ha- it was a mental mind state. It was more of the game's already played. It's over with. You guys already win. You already won. Excuse me. We're in the locker room next door. We're celebrating. Visualize all of that. See yourself knocking down the game winning free throw. See yourself getting the last rebound to win the game. That was the biggest message that we got before the game. 
was just visualizing you already did it. You don't prepare. You've been like we, his biggest thing, he never wanted us to play uptight. Right. Tournament time came, like literally, you know how Billy was on getting tape. You had to be taped for everything. My ankles got to be taped for every game, every practice, every this, every this. Pat, came, come tournament time, I go get my ankles taped, I'm cutting that tape off. I got to feel loose. I got to feel loose. You understand? I, I don't want to, I do not want to leave this game saying, man, the reason I didn't cut hard because the tape was cutting my foot out. It made me feel this way. I took everything back to the park. At the park, I ain't play with tape. Right. At the park, I ain't do it this way. Yeah. I took it all back to that, man. It wow. all went back to my childhood of being relaxed and just playing ball, having fun. Because we already know what's going to happen. It's going to be a winner. It's going to be a loser. We already know that. So why go out there and be uptight? Why yeah. go out there and be nervous? Why be scared to make a play? You know, that was his thing. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid. So actually, if you look at the stats, when we played in the tournaments, our numbers actually went up. Our numbers actually went up because we played more. We, we played a lot looser. We played, a, we played a lot looser come tournament time. So it was, it was, it was, it was awesome, man. Yeah, I think it was you, an awesome you, experience. You know, you and your class have, uh, I think, up there with mine with the number of tournament game wins, postseason wins. Mm -hmm. You know, in the double digits, which is, uh, you know, a lot of guys go through college and never get a single win. You know, never, never make, get, a, yeah, maybe never get a win, never make the tournament, whatever it may be. But um, let's let's transition. So you graduated last year, oh mm -hmm. one. Um, fantastic time, fantastic career. Yeah. Uh, what What was your mindset <laughs> after you finished school? Because uh, I know you you went to go pro for a bit for a few years, and you know what what my what my, my mind my mindset was this, Pat. I got this body, this chisel. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm looking like I'm four percent body fat. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. Yep. But Pat, I never played football. Never. I'm at the University of Florida. I got Steve Spurrier. And I've been playing basketball all my life. I'm, I'm that confident in my basketball game that I could go play a year of football and try this and go back to basketball. Okay. That's how confident I am, okay? So I, I go to Coach Grant. I go to Anthony Grant. Coach Grant, I'm going to try football, man. Why, what's up, MP? You going to do it? I say, Coach, I don't want to be 40 years old saying I ain't never did it. That was my main thing. I just didn't want to be 40 saying I never did it. So... I went to Coach Spurrier, coach, I want to try to play football. What position? I don't know, coach, whoever you want me to play. Major, have you ever played football? Nope. You know how to put on the pads? Nope. I don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Right. But I'm just an athlete. Yeah. I'm, I'm an athlete, coach. Tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. Went out, man. I was so proud of myself, Pat, because at that time we had Alex Brown, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was all American after all American, like in basketball on, on the football field. Right. And, and you had for Steve me, Spurrier. Steve Spurrier, who's the, you know, like, come yeah. on, man, this man got a statue at the school before he was the first one to have a statue. Yeah. You know, Steve Spurrier uh, field. Yeah, exactly. So just to have, I was so proud of myself, man, because for one, people don't know this, like in football, you have to actually make the roster to travel. Like just because you just because you're on the team, like you have to make that roster to be able to get on that bus 
to leave to go with that team. Wow. So, bro, when I made the travel team, like to be able to just go to the game, that was an accomplishment for me. Wow. Because I never played football. Then when I actually got in some games and got there, you know, like I got one time, I got an intentional face mask just to get my name called over the PA. <laughs> I'm telling tell you, I did that. I did. So, so it was, you know, it, but it came back to the, the competition, the competitiveness. So I went and played football, man, and I enjoyed it. I thought we was going to get a national championship. We ended up losing to Tennessee that year. Tennessee went on. They lost to Miami. Miami ended up winning the, uh, the championship out in the Rose Bowl, I think, that year. Andre Johnson went bananas for Miami that year. That was Rose uh, Bowl. Peyton Manning, was it? Yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah, all that. Okay. Sure yeah, was. yeah, yeah, man. It was – so that's another thing. I'm on the field with Peyton Manning. You understand? Wow. So – Dang. Playing against playing against Florida oh, man, State. Football. Wow. Playing against Florida State in the swamp. You know, it was just it was an experience. What position did you end up getting classified? I end up, as? I end up classifying as a defensive end. I okay. should have stayed at tight end and been over there with Coach Spurrier because he's like Billy Donovan when it comes to offense. He's gonna find a place for you. Yeah. But and you got was, hands. Of course you can catch. You yeah, play basketball. Hands, you but, you can do Pat, a skill position but, like that. But Pat, I was just man, Pat, all them boys look the size of you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the one initiating the contact okay, and not receiving it. And that's the truth. That's the truth. That's why I stayed on the defensive side of the ball. I was just like, man. But I should have stayed at, I should have stayed at tight end. But I had a great time. Yeah. I had a great time, man. It was a, it was a hell of an experience. It was, um, it was fun. It was fun. It taught me a lot. I got a chance to meet a lot of, you know, like I said, you know the football players when you're on the basketball team. You see them around campus. You guys interact. You're in class. But it's totally different when you're in the locker room with somebody. Yeah. It's totally different when somebody have a bad game. Now you're the one that they're talking to. Right. So those relationships are relationships that still to this day. Wow, man. You know, so with football players. So, man, it's just it's great. You know, it, it was a great experience, man. It was a it was one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah. I just I, I remember just being so happy, man. Like. When I used to go look on the wall, they'd put your name on the wall and it'd be like, I made the, I made the try. I mean, I was traveling this weekend. I didn't have to stay home. You understand? That's so, wild, man. I didn't yeah. even know that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. My dad, yeah. you know, I was my dad helped was helping me move into my apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad's a pretty healthy guy, but he played football, you know, growing mm-hmm. up and he played a little bit of college. He played in the uh, USFL. Okay. That's what it was back in the day. Um, and you know, we're we're walking in the hallway. And he's he's walking kind of slow. I, I don't think I'm a fast walker. And, he, yeah. and I'm like, Dad, what's going on? Why you? He's like, man, my hips. He's like, I saved you, bro. He's like, bro, I saved you. <laughs> yeah. Not letting you because he never let me play football. Yeah. He's like, yep. I, he's like, I saved you, bro. Trust me, because he's probably mm-hmm. gonna have to get hips hips replaced and knee at, yep. at some point. He's six three years old. Um, but yeah, I, I I did always have that itch, man. And it's crazy because um, you know, after I graduated my senior year. I got the Saints, the Saints and the Seahawks wanted me to see if I had interest in running some routes and doing like a little pro combine yeah. thing. But I was just like, man, it, you know, I'm not, it's not, it's not for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so, so did you, did you end up going back to basketball after, after that for a little I bit? End, I, end, I ended up going back to basketball for a little bit. Um, I ended up doing that. Then I, then after basketball, that's when I came back and started working for coach at, at UF when I took the graduate assistant position. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So obviously we don't we don't 
I don't, there's no point in getting into details because that's way in the past. But from the things that happened after, you know, your time at Florida, how did it, I think we all in, at Life is sometimes have a, something that hits us in the face and it's like, mm-hmm. dang, I'm on the wrong path or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know, going through that situation, what did you learn as a man? How did it help you uh, continue on to change the journey and the trajectory of maybe not having the right people around you? Because, you know, you know, I, I had, you know, not that I ever got, got in trouble, but at a point I realized that I have people around me that are bringing me down and not, mm-hmm. in, you know, into the man that mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be, uh, mm-hmm. the upbringing I had, you know, what was that, what, going through that and then, you know, going a- after, after that whole process, you know, what was going through your mind and how did you use that stuff to perpetuate you to change and take control of your future going on forward? Well, the biggest thing was looking myself in the face looking myself in the mirror, excuse me, excuse me, looking myself in the mirror and saying, Major, you be accountable for your mistakes. Um, <clears throat> I do believe that people surround themselves with people that do bring them down, like you said, Pat. I do believe that, you know, you have people that's in your circle that's not for you. Um, but at the end of the day, me being who I am, I'm not blaming anybody for my mistakes. I did what I did, and I had to suffer a consequence for what I for what I did. Um, I'm not proud of what I did. Um, I made a mistake, and the thing that it taught me was, man. And I say this to a lot of I say this to a lot of the young athletes I deal with now, is, and you're probably you probably experienced this and probably still experiencing this. The most important thing that you can do as a student athlete is surround yourself around the people that are going to continue to pat you on your back after the ball stops going through the basket. Mm, yeah. You understand? It's yeah. easy. It's easy to root for Patrick when he's playing for the Gators and he's dunking and he's on TV and everybody's running up to him after the game and all of that. It's easy to do it now. It's easy to do it. But who's going to be there for Pat? when Pat has to cross over into the real world and deal with real things. Yeah. Are, are those people, are those people going to pat you on the back when Pat paid his light bill on time? <laughs> you understand? You know, like, no. are those people going to pat you on your back when Pat, when Patrick figured out, you know what, I got to pay my mortgage on time and not be late. So my thing was, my thing that I learned from it was, man, and I use a Jay-Z quote. Jay-Z said, you cut the snake, I mean, you cut the grass, the snakes will show. You cut the grass, the snakes will show. My grass got cut because I made a mistake. And I seen a lot of snakes around me. I seen a lot of people that wasn't for me around me. And what I had to do is not bash those people. Not even separate myself from those people, Pat. I hate when people say separation. I hate separation. I believe in education, not separation. Um, I had to educate those guys. Hey, friend number one, no, nah, I can't do that, bro. And you shouldn't do that no more either. And this is why. I got yeah. lucky. I got lucky because I so happen X, Y, Z. You may not get so lucky. So I don't believe in separation. I believe in educating one another. Yeah. I believe in, I believe in saying, because you know, at one time, these same people that people tell you, man, he's a bad guy. Don't be around him. That was a guy that you probably walked to school with every day. Right. That was a guy that you probably, 
that was the guy who probably rebound for you. That was your guy who probably who probably took the call when you know you fouled at the park and he lied and said it wasn't a foul. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that probably was that guy. So some way along the line, that guy got lost. But right. you was fortunate enough because you had your dad. You was able to go off to college and see different things. Now it's now it's on us, Pat, to educate those guys. Absolutely. And not all of them want to be educated, but that don't mean we give up on them. No, that exactly. don't mean that don't mean that we we discredit them. You understand? So my thing was, no, I'm not going to point the finger at this guy or that guy and say, oh, because of this, this is why I did it. No, Major, you're a grown man. You know what you was doing. You knew the consequences or whatever. You understand? But the the the, the key thing is to learn from the mistake, take it as a lesson, and not repeat it. Absolutely. So that's the biggest thing, man. And, and to me, it's my testimony. Yeah. It's my testimony, Pat. Real talk. Um, the university was great during the whole process. Mr. Foley, Coach Donovan, Coach Grant, Larry Shiat, Donnie Jones, John Pelfrey, Tracy Path. You know, like those people were great. Dr. Cassisi, those people were great in my life during that time. Yeah. And they really supported me and it really made me understand what the University of Florida meant, what it really yeah. meant to be a Gator. Yeah. Because, man, they could have thrown me to the wolves. Right. You know, but no, those are like Coach Donovan is a real dude, bro. Like he's real. You understand? Like he would go to bat for us. So to, to go through that experience and learn that, no, he's not only my coach. Man, this man is like, um, like he's the real deal. Like I don't know what to call Coach. I don't know what to call him, but I know when I call him right now to this day, he picks up. Yeah, same. It's no, I know he's. It's never. It's never like I never get the feeling of like, wow, Coach is in the NBA. Wow, Coach won two national championships. Wow, he's Billy Donovan. He, no, it's always the same coach that recruited me when I was 16, 17 years old. Yeah, and that go for John Pelfrey. That go for Donnie Jones. That goes for Anthony Grant. That goes, that goes for the, that list, Larry Shiat. It goes on and on. So my, my hiccup, I like to call it a hiccup that I had in life. My hiccup, I would like to say, Pat, it helped me more than it hurt me. It helped me, brother, because it, it allowed me, it allowed me, first of all, now I'm sharing my story with other guys and keeping, saving other guys from going down that road. Yeah. But it also showed me that, man, you know what, Major? You were lucky to be recruited by Billy Donovan. Yeah, and, and a lot of us like to feel, a lot of people like to say, hey, Pat, you know what? Billy Donovan needed to be lucky because he was able to recruit you. He needed, no, Pat, that guy is special. Yeah. That guy 100%. is special, man. He's one of the different ones. He's going to go down. Like, we were, it's an honor that we played for him, bro. It's the honor, man. And, and that's my guy. That's my guy. Like, like You know what's crazy, man? I've never heard... You know, and I'm you know not that Coach Donovan is perfect because we're all mm -hmm. men, we all fall short. <clears throat> but I have literally never heard a single person say a bad word about Coach Donovan. Yeah, man. I've heard. I'm not. I'm not gonna say names of coaches, but I've heard of big name coaches, bad things tossed badly. Oh, this and that, all all the time. Yeah. And I have never heard a single bad thing. And yep. you know, I'm so you and I, we're so blessed and fortunate to have been. You know, God allowed us to be cross paths with him and him being a vessel to. Uh, not only for basketball to teach us the game, because I tell you, as soon as I went overseas, 
Yeah. And was getting close. So I said, I said, this ain't Florida anymore. <laughs> I said, this, this is different. Different. Yes, sir. Like the, coach, yes, like sir. the head coach don't even speak during practice. <clears throat> yeah. He don't even. Yep. So our film session is literally only us watching the game and not getting any breakdown. So we yep. run the same exact play. So we don't even talk about defense. <laughs> so we just, we out here, so we out here just guessing. So you're going to yeah. be over, we just, I was like, <laughs> is it, yeah, but uh, but major man, I got one more question for you. Okay, man, this is this has been a blessing and an honor having you on here, man. You are uh, profound um, with your, your stories, uh, what you're going through in life. Um, what are you doing? You know what? Let fill the people in. This is our time. I want to plug you. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole episode is about you, but to, to, mm-hmm. to really plug um, and let people know your fans, people that that are um, in your circle. You know what are you doing these days? And um, what is the legacy that you want to leave, leave um, you know, when it's all said and done? I guess that's two um, questions. <laughs> the thing, yeah, the thing, the thing that I'm doing now, Pat, man, I'm, li- I'm literally being a gym rat. I'm back to being a gym rat. I'm in the gym 5 a.m. in the morning to about 10 a.m. I'm back in the gym to 8 to about 12.30 at night, training kids, working kids out, preparing them for the next level. That's what I'm doing 24 hours. That's what I'm doing 24-7, bro. I'm in the gym. After, literally, after I get off of off of this, I'm going to the gym to prepare for my workout coming up here at uh, 4.35 o'clock. Um, my legacy, man, one of the things that, that, that I always want people to remember me as is that I'm hardworking, I'm a loyal guy, and I love my Florida Gators. Like, and, and you know, a lot of people sound cliche, but bro, like, I love I love the University of Florida, man. I really yeah. do. Like I, I really like I root I root for everybody. Like it's funny, and I know you go through it. Like you could be driving and you see a Florida Gator tag. You just like I wonder if that person know me. Oh, I wonder who that is. You know what year they was at Florida? You yeah. just get that. You get that interest, man. Right. So, it, it, like I love being a part of that alumni base. I love being a part of that family. And then yeah. when you even extend it to us, I love being part of our percentage that we are, our family. You know, our basketball family. I love what you're doing. I love that you're doing this, man. It's, it's awesome. You know, um, but my thing is, man, just know that I'm a loyal guy. Yeah. I was loyal. You know, I was loyal. I was a God-fearing guy. I believe in God. And I was a loyal guy. And um, that's, that's it, man. And then one thing I want to say to you, Pat, because I followed your career, man. Um, one thing I want to say is that you was always a professional. You always carried yourself the correct way. You was always a representation of what the university wanted to represent a student athlete. You was it. I, I always used to say this, man, Patrick Young, the Tim Tebow, the damn of, of, of basketball. <laughs> like real talk. Like I, that's, yeah. that's, you know, and, and, that, and that's an honor, bro. Cause it it's is, hard. It's, it's very hard to be on a campus with 50 plus thousand students and everybody know you and you the man. And you knew how to embrace that. You, you never was, you never was, um, What's the word? I just lost train. You, you, you was always humble. You understand? I always, always took that. I always seen that with you. And I always saw that you was a professional. You know, I don't know. I don't know everything, but I just know like whatever I saw on television, whenever I came up for a game, whenever anything, I was always like, man, you know what? He don't need basketball. He going to be all, he going to be out all, all right with or without basketball. Wow. So, bro, that that's that. There's something. I'm just letting you know that 
that's something that all of us notice. I'm talking about yeah. all the all the all the old heads that came, you know, before you. Like we've seen that, man. And 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 I'm on here because of that. That's the reason I'm on this show with you, because of how you represented yourself man. and how you played and all of that, man. You know, I don't know what you're, I don't know how many points you average. I don't know how many games y'all won, but I know one thing. Every time I turned on the tube, Patrick Young was going to give it his all. I knew yeah. that. So that's the cloth I'm cut from. And anybody that's cut from that cloth, I'm rocking with. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Dang, Major. That was a, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it, no, but bro, you know what? It's the truth. And what we got to understand and what we got to start doing as, as men is we got to start giving men our roses while we're still here. Yeah. Like it's right. okay. It's okay to say, Pat, I love you. It's yeah. okay to say, Pat, you're good, man. Yeah. And you're deserving of this. You yeah, know, as men, right. we try to, that prideful thing and try to hold back. But, you know, man, like, I'm telling you, bro, like, we, we, it's a lot of former Gators that was fans of Patrick Young. And we love you for how you represented it and how you kept that, how you kept that torch going, man. Well, I got to tell you that that was uh, the highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was not expecting that at all. Major, thank you. Thank you so much for the compliments. I agree with you. I don't think we give, uh, I don't think we as men tell each other that we love each other enough or just yeah. uh, speak life into each other enough um, to help us. Because we all going through struggles and we all, uh, I think at times compartmentalize on what's going on, which is so unhealthy, especially when you got brothers that care for you and love you to death, whether you play, no matter what you do, they gonna love mm -hmm. you and be there for you. So why not? Why not open up uh, and tell them what's going on? But um, Major, this is the end of our show. Wait, one um, last thing. One oh, last one last thing. thing. I just want to give one shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Dan Cross, man. Big bro, I love you, big bro. Thank you for everything. You've been there for me. You talk to me. You keep me level grounded, and I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. I hope uh, we can all connect sometime soon. It was it was great. We had Dan Cross on the show earlier. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was a great show. Um, Dan is is very involved in the community. Actually, Major and Dan are um, uh, helping out with kids that have been maybe overlooked with recruiting due to COVID yeah. and, and, and creating these showcases so they can hopefully get opportunities to still get to play some college basketball or football, whatever it may be. Uh, but anyways, Major, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I can't wait to get your boy uh, Brent on so we can co-host yes. him. We're going to set that up sometime soon. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that was it, brother. Thank you so much. Hey, Pat, good luck. Keep going, man. Anything you need, I got you. Appreciate it. All right, my Go guy. Gator. Go Gators. Go Gators. Rowdies, that was Major Parker, forward from 97 to 2001, one of the winningest players in Florida history, went to a national championship in 2000. Um, profound. A lot of great stuff there. That's why we love, that's why I love being a part of the show. Um, really diving into why we act the way we do, um, how this Gator family is a family that is more than just basketball. Uh, but the basketball has connected us in, in so many ways through our teammates, through the coaches that have been through the program. Um, that was an awesome episode. I'm so thankful um, to have been a part of it and just receiving, you know, that compliment out of nowhere. Um, but anyways, can thank you guys so much for listening, listening to this chime again. I hope your brackets are doing well. Uh, I hope that you will remember to uh, 
download DraftKings and go ahead and try to win your $256 by betting on the underdog. If not, I'm, I will take your money if you want to give it to me. Uh, but please share this podcast. Please review it. Please pass this on um, to whomever would enjoy it. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. Patrick Young out. Gator Nation, stay routed.